for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, guys. How are you doing? November 3rd, Love It or Leave It will be at the Anthem in Washington, D.C. There are still some tickets for that. And we have... uh, We have tickets left for the second show at the Beacon in New York City on Saturday, November 11th. End of housekeeping. (laughs) We have a great show. I want to bring up our panel to start breaking down the news. Uh, She is an activist, storyteller, and co-host of the podcast, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim. Please welcome Taz Ahmed. He is the star of the upcoming new YouTube Red series, Do You Want to See a Dead Body? and co-star in Amazon's Transparent. Please welcome Rob Hubel. And he is the co-host of Chapo Trap House. Please welcome Felix Biederman. Let's get into it. I guess I should say, what a week. Donald Trump this morning, uh, again Saturday, right before or after his threat of thermonuclear war, said, I called Chuck Schumer yesterday to see if the Dems want to do a great health care bill. Obamacare is badly broken, big premiums, who knows? <laughs> so I, lo- I love the who knows. I- I- we should start with the who knows because uh, it's fantastic. Because it's like... Crazier things have happened. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's, he's in on the story. He's, he's a telling showman. a story. Yeah. Taz, uh, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> do I know who knows? I, I don't know who knows. Uh, he definitely doesn't know. He... <laughs> um, it was, and I, I read an article that Schumer also doesn't know. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, it, it goes to the heart of uh, Donald Trump. Deals are my art form. Because... On the one hand, he is sabotaging Obamacare. We're going to talk about birth control uh, and what they're doing a little later in the show. But even beyond this most recent uh, decision to uh, allow companies to not cover birth control, they've been trying to sabotage the exchanges. They've been blocking states in their ability to make changes. Uh, they're sh- shortening the enrollment period. They're taking uh, healthcare.gov down at key moments when people could sign up for insurance. They're not allowing as much advertising. I mean, he is trying to destroy this law. And... <laughs> That, I suppose there was some logic to it when he was trying to make things worse to pass a conservative bill. But now that's failed. And so, he's, but his, he still only has the one move, which is shooting the hostage. You know, and it's like, the hostage is on the ground. I'm, you know, I don't know how to finish the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> But so, so John, John, what what is the point of that though? Like, why even pretend that there will be a coming together? Like, is that is it just to fuck with people? Is it just to 
drag this out so that people might get up hope. There's not, that's not going to happen, right? There doesn't seem to be a strategy to it, right? Yeah. Because it, it, it really feels very impulsive. He's frustrated with the Republicans. He's maybe sending a message to Mitch McConnell. He thought it would be something fun. He liked the press he got around Schumer and DACA. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're still having conversations, right? This was born of, of Trump calling Schumer to talk about this. The fact that, on the other hand, he is also actively undermining Obamacare, I don't think there needs to be a connection. There need, doesn't need to be a plan. Uh, you know, like for, you know, there's all this talk about how Kelly, as chief of staff, has been reining Trump in, right? But he can't at night, and he can't in the mornings, and, and all the rest. Like, you know, Trump is being Trump. He picked up the phone and, and called HHS to stop them from fixing something in Iowa, while then immediately calling Chuck Schumer to talk about trying to fix Obamacare. And these things are opposed. One of the things Chuck Schumer would surely demand of Trump is that they stop their efforts to sabotage Obamacare and take things in the opposite direction. So, you know, it's, it's just messing with people. And beyond that, I don't know. I want to move on to another topic, which is uh, Muslim Ban 3.0, which is coming. Uh, it's going to be implemented on October 18th. They added new countries, Chad, North Korea, and Venezuela. Uh, Sudan was removed from the list. Presumably, this was about getting over the hump of claiming, so that they could claim that it wasn't right, directed right. at Muslims. Uh, you know, uh, North Korea is there, so right. it's not Muslim anymore. Uh, Taz, uh, you host a podcast called Good Muslim, Bad Muslim. I don't know which, I, don't, I, I know you have a co-host. I don't know if you're the good one or the bad one. Uh, <laughs> we are both both. Oh, my God. Who's more bad? Who's more bad? Nuance. <laughs> but I know this has been on your mind, uh, and you're doing organizing around it. I mean, yeah. what, what's, the, what's the state of this right now, and what do you think people well, need to so know? So what was supposed to happen was the Supreme Court was supposed to do an oral hearing on uh, October 10th. And I don't know if you all remember, but when Muslim Ban 2.0 ha- happened and... Um, Hawaii pushback and Seattle pushback. All of those uh, pushing back was supposed to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, we're going to wait 90 days. And within those 90 days, Trump came back with 3.0. And then the Supreme Court was like, well, if there's 3.0 out there, then we're not going to do the hearing. So it's just kind of delaying the process of, uh, of, of what's been happening. So now... I think I, I, we're really unsure what's going to happen on the 18th because these three countries were added. We know for sure that the five Muslim countries, there's going to be uh, no visitors allowed. My co-host, Zara Nurbash, she's Iranian. She has family in Iran, and now no, no relatives can come visit. It's a complete restriction, absolutely no ins and outs, no refugees. Uh, Syria's on the list. No, no one from Syria is allowed to come in. Uh, it's just it's terrible, and... It's so ridiculous and terrible that this is happening. So if you go to nomuslimbanever.com, there's a bunch of events that are happening. We want to bring awareness. One of What's the, that website? Nomuslimbanever.com. See how I... Thank you. Underscored that. And one of the things I want to highlight is that... Cool. <laughs> that everyone uh, showed up to the airports when it, this came out in January. And all of these things that are being put in place are just... Um, numbing us so that we're not as reactionary as we were. And I want to re, re-empower all of you to take action, that this is just as important now, even more important now than it was back in February. Yeah, I mean, there, there is something that, that happened, which is I think the shock of it and the chaotic way in which it was proposed, it did feel novel and, and frightening for people, and they turned out at the airports. And it seems like that energy has dissipated, right? I mean, w- is it just that we're tired? Is it that... There's only so many times people can get themselves riled up about it. Is it because they have changed it and kind of have muted the criticism? I mean, what do you think's happening? 
Well, one of the things that happened with the Muslim ban 2.0 was that instead of the people coming into American airports and getting pushed away, the restrictions happened in the home country. So going to the airport no longer was an actual, like having lawyers at the airport wasn't a strategy that was actually helpful. So because now it's been pushed away to foreign soil, uh, there's, there's less, I guess, interest in it. But we, we, do, we need to keep active. I mean, this is a culture of numbing that's happening right now. And there's, I like to refer to Islamophobia as the fear industrial complex, right? Like this is, and it's not just in Islamophobia that Trump is pushing fear. He's pushing fear with immigrants and undocumented and in healthcare and amongst women. And we're just kind of getting numb to it because there's just so much happening. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU's work at au.org crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down. <laughs> Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. <laughs> Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. <laughs> when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the, the, the attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm -hmm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy. I need therapy. Tommy needs therapy. Mm -hmm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Now for a segment called OK Stop. Here's how it works. We're going to watch a clip, and as we go, we'll just stop it to talk about what we're seeing. Earlier this week, Governor Jerry Brown of California signed a bill that made California a sanctuary state. Yes. Uh, these are, this, this means that there will be protections for undocumented immigrants. It was announced on October 5th, the same day as the deadline for DACA recipients to request a two-year extension. Here's how Fox News' The Five responded, and we can pause this as we go. 25% are thought to be undocumented, and the governor was very clear that he, these people are scared, or he thinks they're in fear, and they were trying 
to address that? What do you think? How do you strike that right balance? Well, I do think that law enforcement has come forward. There, and there's a they're split. You know, there are some sheriffs right. across the country who say this what California did is absolutely unnecessary, and others who say actually it is a problem because we right. need them to talk with us. Greg. Uh, this is politics run by animosity. It's pure mm-hmm. symbolism. I Breaking know it, news. I know, I know, I know the word <laughs> virtue signaling is getting old. Okay, but this stop. Is, <laughs> oh, my God. It should be, okay, stop. <laughs> you know, you can do your reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of anyone on Fox News to be like, this is all symbolism. <laughs> These fuckers, it is not symbolism to tell undocumented people in California that it's safe to report domestic violence, that it's safe to report sexual abuse, uh, that it's safe to report that uh, you're being uh, uh, harassed at work. It is, it is not symbolism for the people whose lives are spent in the shadows of a, of a system that makes them punish for the fact that we built a second-class caste for millions of people to do the work at a lower cost because Americans either wouldn't do the jobs or wouldn't do the jobs at the price that businesses were willing to pay. I mean, that seems pretty clear. Let's keep rolling the clip. One giant, this is one <laughs> giant virtue signal by a state. How, here's a question. Uh, if Democrat, Democratic representatives are influenced by illegal aliens politically demonstrating, isn't that illegal foreign influence on politics? <laughs> okay, <laughs> stop. Okay, stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> I like how this man who appears to be about 68 years old is talking about virtue signaling, which is like really only something you should know about if you're like online and you have one of those abbeys that's like a Roman statue and your name is like, you know, Reactionary Gamer 1488. <laughs> I, I mean, we have this weird time now where Fox News is exclusively watched by people in hospice care but is now like kind of informed by like stupid online logic guy shit. Not, well, not only that, it, it, Fox News felt like it was having waning influence as its audience aged and as uh, you know, its various uh, sexually harassing meat bags at the top of the hierarchy yeah. were slowly def- you know, removed or you know, by virtue of the Grim Reaper or the legal system, one, one or the other. And then this strange thing happened, which is one of their most fervent viewers, a retiree from Manhattan uh, (laughs) and Palm Beach, became the fucking president. And now Fox News, like it or not, is one of the most important and influential institutions on the planet. I mean, it is like it's you just accept it, guys. You can hiss all you want. Fox and Friends, those fucking morons in the morning are the, some of the most important and influential human beings on planet Earth, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, Fuck. you know, let's... Hold on, hold on. I know... Look, I know it sounds bad. I know it sounds bad. <laughs> the four, like, human Labrador retrievers with just vacant Xanax eyes are informing Trump of everything. But we were talking about the Manchurian candidate. What if we got uh, the Fox and Friends to be for universal health care? Or, I mean, yeah. isn't that a strategy that the White House staff uses? They have to feed things to Fox and Friends to make sure that Trump sees it? God, it's like, um, it's like a human centipede. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's, it's exactly like, that. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Let's keep watching the question Maybe for Bob later. Mueller should look into it. Exactly. I think it's time to invade California and arrest Jerry Brown. Why? How can he still be governor? He was governor I when I was a kid. Okay, stop. Governor- 
We're not getting very far in this clip. <laughs> Who cares? It sucks. First of <laughs> it is true that Jerry Brown uh, has been governor over a very long span of time. Uh, he's quite old now. <laughs> now I like the one dated California Linda Ronstadt. Look, and I think it's the days. these are the governors trying to deal with millions and millions of people. It's a really tough issue, obviously. That's why they're elected. Exactly. Great point. That's <laughs> <laughs> sort of a group of people on television knowing the, the, the grievance they're supposed to be stoking, but actually not knowing the information, like not knowing like how to do it. You know, how to exactly go after Jerry Brown? Like, I, that no, just they're going loose. like prompter, prompter, prompt. Like, yeah, yeah they're just musing. Just, yeah. So, uh, just to close uh, this out, uh, thank you, Greg Gutfield, for reminding us. Uh, there was an abrupt deadline to renew DACA earlier this week. About 40,000 people were eligible, did miss the deadline. Uh, so, that is heartbreaking. Uh, the DACA deal that Trump tentatively made with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi is unfortunately being undermined by C plus Santa Monica fascist Stephen Miller. Um, and so that is ongoing. I mean, Taz, I don't know what, what you think about the latest with DACA or what people should be doing. Well, but. It, it's super, super sad that 25% of the people who are eligible weren't able to, to, to sign on and uh, re- renew. It was $500, the cost of doing it, and it took a lot of paperwork. There was a lot of paperwork out there. And just to do all of that, we, um, at my day job, we were really working hard to get it out in the media and in social media to try to find folks and let them know this was happening. And there was resistance efforts to fundraise money in case there were people who didn't have the money. But it just, I'm surprised actually that 25% didn't sign on. Yeah, and it's just a reminder of how incredibly important it is uh, for this deal to get done and for people to keep the pressure on and to not let uh, people inside the White House who are quite capable of running circles around Donald Trump because he's a racist in decline uh, uh, who are going to you know, try to mess with this on the Hill because they know that the person in charge just can't run the show. So this week, there was a series of reports about Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein uh, about uh, decades of sexual harassment and misconduct. Uh, The story is ongoing. By the time you hear this on Tuesday, uh, we seem to be learning more and more all the time. It's despicable and monstrous and a reminder of just in how many different facets of our culture there are powerful men getting away with despicable behavior every single day uh, from the president to Hollywood. Harvey Weinstein issued a deeply strange apology, although how sorry can you be when you apologize and then your lawyer says he's going to sue everybody? It's like, I'm so sorry for what my lawyer is going to sue about. But Rob has graciously offered to do a dramatic reading of this deeply strange apology. Guys, give it up for Rob Bell. I don't know what Harvey Weinstein sounds like, but I'm going to do a, an impression of him. <laughs> I've never heard his voice. I came of age in the 60s and 70s when all the rules about behavior and workplaces were different. That was the culture then. I have since learned it's not an excuse in the office or out of it to anyone. I realized some time ago that I needed to be a better person and my interactions with the people that I work with have changed. I appreciate the way I've behaved with... (laughs) There are some grammatical errors in this 
that he wrote, I'm breaking character, I'm back. <laughs> I appreciate the way I've behaved with colleagues in the past has caused a lot of pain, and I sincerely apologize for it. Though I'm trying to do better, I know I have a long way to go. That is my commitment. My journey now will be to learn about myself and to conquer my demons. Over the last year, I've asked Lisa Bloom to tutor me, and she's put together a team of people. <laughs> I've brought on therapists, and I plan to take a leave of absence from my company and deal with the issue head on. I so respect all women, and I regret what happened. I hope that my actions will speak louder than words and that one day we will all be able to earn their trust and sit down together with Lisa to learn more. <laughs> Jay-Z wrote in 444, quote, I'm not the man I thought I was and I better be that man for my children. The same is true for me. I want a second chance in the community, but I know I've got to do work to earn it. I have goals that are now priorities. <laughs> Trust me, this is not an overnight process. I've been trying to do this for 10 years. But this, this is a wake-up call. I cannot be more remorseful about the people I hurt, and I plan to do right by all of them. I'm going to need a place to channel that anger. So, I've decided to give the NRA my full attention. I hope Wayne LaPierre will enjoy his retirement party because I'm going to do it at the same place I had my bar mitzvah. I'm making a movie about our president. Perhaps we can make it a joint retirement party. One year ago, I began organizing a $5 million foundation to give scholarships to women directors at USC. While this might seem coincidental, <laughs> trust me, it's been in the works for years. It will be named... <laughs> It will be named after my mom. And I will not disappoint her. Give it up for Rob for that dramatic reading. Oh. This shit is no laughing matter. Yeah. But that fucking statement is one of the craziest things I have ever heard. And I cannot believe... Someone has made me want to root for Wayne Pierre in a conflict. And, and just, that's real. That is real. That is a real statement. No I, one said to him, uh, wait a second. I just, I just hope, I, just want, I, I am pretty sure that we can say with some certainty that not a single liberal in all of the United States fell for that NRA thing, right? I don't think anybody, I don't think that, hey, look over there worked, right? I don't know, what's he apologizing for? I couldn't really tell yeah, from Yeah, well, that's another that. thing. 
Uh, also, that uh, Jay Z line? Which is wrong. Like, that's not the line, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, he did, uh, first of all, he did my favorite thing that all those, whenever anyone is accused of, like, being a sexual predator, uh, the best thing they do is go, um, actually my mom, my, uh, mom is a woman. <laughs> my wife is a woman, uh, and possibly my daughter. So how could I be sexist? But, uh, on, uh, like, more serious note about this. That thing's fucking ridiculous. It's funny to laugh at this fucking prick who really hasn't, uh, really hasn't had to take orders from people in any capacity for too many decades. But I think there is something in there that betrays a kind of cultural sickness when he is attempting to buy indulgences by you know, doing a NRA, NRA thing that never in a million years would ever affect gun control policy. Who in a red state is gonna see like, oh, the Harvey Weinstein made a fucking NRA movie, I'm against guns now. But yesterday came out, reporting for David Sirota, that uh, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer paid $10,000 to Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance, a, a Democrat, to drop a sexual assault charge. Now, it was done through the campaign finance infrastructure, so technically it's not illegal. But I think that the way that Weinstein talks later on, that he's you know, setting up a $5 million foundation, that he's giving money to USC, it betrays a kind of problem in our politics where we believe that uh, philanthropy from rich people like that is benevolent, they see it as a way to sort of buy salvation for their numerous crimes. And as much as I hate the false equivalents from the right wing about, oh, well, you can't uh, say that Donald Trump's a sexual predator if you had Harvey Weinstein. Well, we really should not have it so that guys like that get access to candidates and give millions of dollars and they can have this outsized influence because Sorry, more often than not, ultra-wealthy people are predatory. They are sick, they're insane, because it is an illness to want to hoard that much fucking money. If it's not him, it's Jeffrey Epstein. It's, it's any number of people that have gained access to our political parties. And it's not just a Democratic problem, it's a problem with our system, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, you I know, I know, I, I, there's a similarity in this story in that Donald Trump's lawyer Mm -hmm. went to the very same district attorney to talk about the potential charges against Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka. And lo and behold, they had donated a lot of money. Now, Cyrus Vance Jr. can claim that it wasn't on purpose and that the money didn't influence him. And, and you know what? He's probably telling the truth because the money didn't get the influence. The money gets the access. The money mm -hmm. makes you someone that they know. These people all end up knowing each other. And that is not a partisan issue. That is, that is as you said, that is a societal issue. And, and one other thing that was reported, I think this does all tie back to me, the most troubling thing about what was happening with, with Cyrus Vance is, and it goes to your point about these this indulgences, the reason Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka weren't prosecuted for the fraud they perpetrated at Trump Soho is because as part of their settlement with the people they lied to to get their deposits for this dumb building, they weren't allowed to participate in the investigation. So they were able to legally buy their way out of their crimes. And so that, to me, is, is one of the larger issues to take, not to separated from an also deeply fucked up societal problem of men in power being able to abuse their power in this way. 
You know all you need to know after the first two lines. I came of age in the 60s and 70s when all the rules about behavior in the workplaces were different. That was the culture then. That's all you need to know. Yeah. You read that, you're like, okay, never mind. Never mind. uh, (laughs) Never mind. I feel like there's a lot of people who were alive then who managed to escape that debauched period of time. How did they do it? Without becoming... (laughs) <laughs> without without committing decades of sexual harassment and misconduct in the years that followed. How did they do it? Taz, what do you got? I was going to say, speaking on behalf of all women. Please. Or all female, I should say, since that's the word in the media this week. Um, I, I reject this apology. Yeah? There you go. Because I, I don't act, yeah. Consider it rejected. Rejected. <laughs> I think that's official. By the way, yeah, Jay-Z's probably like, fucking don't quote me, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking don't drag me into this, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, who wants to be in that? Who wants to be in that fucking ghoul alert? <laughs> yeah. That is somehow the worst feature that Jay-Z has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> the worst feature uh, Jay-Z has ever done. <laughs> And he's had some bad ones. Yeah, yeah. There's been some rough collaborations. Now for a segment called Too Stupid to be True. Uh, Here's how it works. Each of us has a quote. Each one of you has a quote under your chairs. Uh, We will read them. There's four quotes. One of them is too stupid to be true. The rest of them are true. I will say that for many, many months of playing this game, they were all true. But that became untenable as you all slowly caught wise to the, uh, to the plot. So it is now a real game. Would anybody like to play Too Stupid to be True? I see a friend of the pod up front, Alisa. <laughs> hi, what's okay. your name? Edith. Edith, hi, how are you? I'm fabulous, thank you for asking. Are you ready to play Too Stupid to be True? I hope I am. Okay. On Friday, it came out that the Trump administration uh, moved to expand the rights of employers to deny women insurance coverage for contraception which means that women's employers will be able to determine if they have access to health care for a specific, for what their doctor tells them that they need. It's absurd. There have been many ridiculous comments trying to defend these kinds of decisions. And um, just in case I get it wrong, I have been at the PodFest all weekend, so I was out of touch yesterday. Okay. So You're not going to get it wrong. I want you to know something. It's entirely based on your readings. I want you to know something. What's that called when you preemptively lower expectations? Podcasting. (laughs) Someone said the Trump administration. So the good news for you, these are not all fresh quotes. These are quotes in recent years uh, by politicians uh, defending their position on birth control. Uh, Your job will be to suss out which are real and which one is fake. I will kick us off. Unhappy liberal women want other people to pay for their bad decisions. If they can afford HBO to watch girls, they can afford their own lifestyle. All right. I think that's real. You think that's real? Taz, you're up. Bring me one woman who has been left behind. Bring me one. There's not one. The fact of the matter is this is a trampling on religious freedom and religious liberty in this country. Not one woman left behind. What do you think? I think that's true. I mean, I don't yeah, think it's know true. Yeah, we know it's not true. We know, we know what you meant, Edith. Don't worry. <laughs> You believe that statement. (laughs) Rob, you're up. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. 
It was truly a modern liberal answer to a problem that parents like me are facing all over America, and frankly, all over the world. Okay, I've never heard that one. It's terrifying. My mom was a sex educator in high schools for 17 years, so I'm hoping that that one's fake, but I'm going to reserve judgment. Good. Edith, I want to pre I appreciate you keeping us posted. <laughs> Felix. I like that she says she's going to reserve judgment when it's a game that we're, we're like, <laughs> your job is to judge. Exactly. I'm waiting for the last. <laughs> okay, you're going to, okay. Felix, you're up. I have been a conservative my entire life. I have never met anybody, any conservative, who wants to ban contraceptives. Last I checked, we don't have a rubber shortage in America. Oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> So, I'm going with number three. So, so you think Rob's is fake. Rob, can you read yours again? Yeah. Frankly, condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted I'm going to stop you there. That was Mike Pence. And oh, that was real. I should and Edith, have known. you have lost. Uh, <laughs> Felix's quote was by America's favorite uh, analyst of, of condoms, Ted Cruz. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, ca they call him uh, Teddy Raw. Very cool. <laughs> Very raw, gross raw image. Dog senator, senator. Yeah. <laughs> raw dog senator, yeah. Oh, God. And Taz read a quote by airplane enthusiast and former HHS secretary Tom Price. Unfortunately, the quote about HBO girls, I made that up. <laughs> Edith, I'm sorry, you have lost Too Stupid to Be True, but you do get our consolation prize, a gift, a gift card to Parachute Cheese. Oh, yeah! Now it's time for the rant wheel. Here's how it works. We'll spin the wheel and rant about the topics wherever it lands. Today on the wheel, we have the media and Iran. We have dogs on airplanes. We have Trump's accent work. <laughs> we have the fearless girl statue. We have the introduction of the McVegan. We have go-go in-flight Wi-Fi, which can't seem to fall off the wheel. We have who defines the word terrorist, which kind of covered. We have DOJ trans bullshit. And I think we have audience suggestion on there. Let's spin the wheel. It has landed on the DOJ trans bullshit. Uh, Jeff Sessions has now said that he doesn't believe trans people should be protected uh, uh, according to the law that protects people from uh, gender discrimination or sex discrimination at work. And it is so fucking appalling uh, that he would do this. And their logic is that discriminating somebody because of their gender, because they're trans, does not count as discriminating against somebody because they're a man or a woman. And look, they have been trying to use the same logic on uh, gay rights for a long time, sure. though it seems like they've given up. And now they're tr trying to divide gay people from trans people, uh, though they still do make that argument that, uh, oh, discriminating against someone for being gay isn't like discriminating against somebody uh, for, for being man or for being woman, even though someone could be fired because they married the wrong gender, right? If they had been a woman, they wouldn't be fired. But this is just completely beyond the pale. It is just 100% bigotry to say that a, that, that a company should be able to put a sign in their window that say trans people need not apply. I mean, I don't really have some grand thought on this. It's just yet another way in which Jeff Sessions, as Trump is you know, tweeting about whatever the fuck, that Jeff Sessions is fucking hammering a despicable agenda every single day and doing real, real damage. And another part of this, too, it's just... People use abstractions to try to get through this whole Trump thing, but this notion of, like, we're surviving this or we'll get through this, it's always important to remember who the we is because there's a lot of different we's in this country and there's a lot of people being punished every single day. 
I think what stunned me the most when, when I saw this news was that it's the unraveling of a lot. It's the slow degradation. Like, we have major things that are happening, but there's also these really subtle things that are also degrading and things that should be normal aren't normal anymore. Yeah, it's not like we need to go looking for actual problems, you know? We have, there's no shortage of problems, like just inventing new things. Anyway, let's spin it again. All right, this is a bit lighter. It has landed on Trump's accent work. <laughs> uh, I think that we have a clip of what Trump did in the fucking East Room of the White House. We are also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. <laughs> we love Puerto Rico. And we also love Puerto Rico. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck was that? Taz, racist. what was racist. that? It was just racist nonsense. Look, and look at that smile on his face. Smiling. It's such a That's bullying. A like, he said it in a bullying tone. You and know. we also like Puerto Rico, like putting it in like white language also. Like, that's a fucking wink to people. Like, like it's cool to be racist. It's a place. racist. You should be racist. It's a place going through a calamity of epic proportion. They are suffering. And he's in the East Room making weird jokes about doing an accent. And by the way, Melania's face, which you can't see at home because it is a podcast and you're at the gym. Uh, <laughs> there are pictures of Melania at my gym. <laughs> I like cool. that you think people work out to you. <laughs> or the toilet. <laughs> no, go ahead. M Melania's face is... It's sort of right it, where this clip stop, it's frozen in an expression that's like, I need to make my face show not how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but I've done that so long, those muscles are tired, and so the truth, the truth does seep out a little bit. I mean, doing dumb accents is what is like, it's just racist, a racist president. Same week he says, like, the, the fucking country like, just got hit by three hurricanes, like, and, and he says, this, he walks in the room and says, this is the calm before the storm to his generals, like, what the fuck would you, why would you use that turn of phrase? Different situation, I know, but still, like, to even use the words calm before the storm to people, like, in the country that are, like, fucking, that's like saying to a guy that just got out of the hospital from being hit by a bus, like, oh, fuck, a bus! You know, like, <laughs> bus, bus! It's like, don't say calm before the storm. Well. Rob, I agree with you completely, though I do think, in fairness to Donald Trump, the decline that he is going through that we all see every day, his, his vocabulary is being reduced, like the Newspeak uh, dictionary from 1984. Like he's doing his own, his vocabulary is dropping on a basically daily basis to the point now where he's been left with between maybe 200 and 300 words. And so he did relearn storm, calm, and those kicked out other words he might have used. Uh, and that's, that's something that he's struggling with on our behalf. Well, this happened right after he went to Puerto Rico and was throwing paper towels into the, the crowd. And, I mean, the, why? The fucking optics of that. It's they a, got hit by a fucking hurricane and you're going to fucking throw paper towels. Just stand there and go, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And then get on your helicopter. And then talking about their dad because somebody reminded him. Some, some One of his many douchebag douche advisors reminded him about the debt on the way or is in a briefing page with a picture and a map that he saw. It had one line about the debt. 
I, the Puerto Rico trip is interesting because it, it really is that his, he is broken and he just doesn't know how to be empathetic. He doesn't know how to be kind one-on-one or sort of be, have any kind of human emotion or even how to fake it. It's just not in his bag of tricks. So sad. It's not great. Not great. He's a puncher. <laughs> What's a, a puncher? Isn't that how he like thinks of himself? Like people always describe him as like a puncher. Like you punch him, he punches back. Yeah, he's a. That's what I think when I think tough. about Donald Trump, boxer. Like yeah. <laughs> natural athlete. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see him in those trunks. Yeah. When he, that that footage, we should have just taken that footage of him playing beach volleyball, and that should have been. The entire message. Of I don't 2016. think I've seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen this one either. That is a f- yet another unsung failure Yay. of the Hillary Clinton campaign. <laughs> I would say the three biggest failures: uh, not going to Wisconsin, email <laughs> server, failing to make enough use of that beach volleyball video. I mean, I, well, I mean, it. why? So people could see the thick president, <laughs> like enjoy that. It's the it's the hat and the hair. It's the Yelp. He does he does this kind of Yelp. Yeah, it's an athlete's Yelp. I don't think it is. Most <laughs> athletes don't play beach volleyball in pleated khaki pants. Yeah. That's <laughs> the difference between a regular athlete and an elite one. <laughs> right. I would say, too, they underuse the shots of him, like, falling down while playing golf. Have you ever seen those shots no. where he's like, oh, there's some shots of him, like, looking for a ball, like, like, but falling down and then, like, trying to climb up a hill. And he's wearing, like, see-through, like, khakis where you can see, like, his tidy whities <laughs> It's the fucking best. I was flying back, and as always, I, because I'm a, an addict, I signed up for GoGo Wi-Fi, and then always complain because it sucks and say, please give me free GoGo Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi sucks. And they, they are amenable, but people on the other end, they know what their service is. Uh, so you can get free Wi-Fi, and every time I like, just write them, I say, this Wi-Fi was very bad, I'd like free Wi-Fi. And they say, we're sorry you had a bad experience, we'll send you a coupon, and all I think is, deals are my art form. <laughs> I want to thank our panel. <laughs> Guys, give it up for Taz Ahmed, Rob Hubel, and Felix Biederman. Thank you guys for coming to LA Podfest. Have a great afternoon. Good night. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best – 